You are listening to Two Heels and a Face Wrestling Podcast, a podcast where we believe wrestling is a buffet and there's something there for everyone. Make sure you're following us on all social media, such as Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, under Two Heels and a Face. That's number two, Heels and a Face. Make sure you check out our website, twoheelsandaface.com. Era, era, two heels in a face. Chris Ramiro. It has been been a long time, my friend. (laughs) It has been 29 days since our last published podcast episode. Maybe the longest gap of our five-year existence. You know we're five years old. We are five years old. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're we're just starting to, you know, get get, we're getting ready for first grade. Um, Oh, are we now? Yeah. You know, we're... But, um, you know, at, at the end of the day, we're here. It's been long enough. I'm glad to see you because, you, you know, we've been, you know, doing things. Uh, last episode also that you recorded was a freelance recap with you had a bunch of friends out there and I couldn't make it out there. But, um, you know, wrestling, wrestling doesn't stop. No, and, it definitely does not. Yeah. And, and we are here today. We finally we get to jump back on a wrestling buffet line as well. So that's exciting. Yeah, it's been, uh, like I said, 29 days since the last one with Jimmy D. I think we got good feedback from that episode. Jimmy D is a really great guy. Who doesn't love Jimmy D? I think we're continuing that trend, right? We're having uh, exactly another person on the podcast. This, this individual has been, he sent me a list. It was like nine. There's podcasts on here where I, I didn't even know they existed, um, which is, you know, there's a lot of wrestling podcasts. There's some on here where it's like, I might know the person, but I didn't know that they even had a podcast. It was like, like he, this person has been on Juice Pro Wrestling. Great, great guys. Great podcasts. The Backstage Boys, when they were recording. For the Pop, our friends Hank and Nerd. Um, Windy City Slam. Um, so it's been a little bit since he's, I think he's made an appearance though. Once again, a very likable guy as well. Um, and I, we're hoping to have a very unique conversation with this individual one that maybe hopefully ask him questions he hasn't heard before, which is going to be a really hard task. Do you think so? Chris? I, I, I'm, I'm just going to put it out there. I don't think anybody in the wrestling sphere has asked Perch what's his favorite part of a salad. Just saying that is new. And that will be some new content, part of the buffet, uh, buffet line, wrestling buffet line. So, again, we have Perch. I'm gonna bring him in. He's been waiting in the green room. Um, but before I do that, Charlie, how have you been doing? I just want to know how you're doing. You over the last 29 days, you traveled many places in the U.S. You went to go see a great victory by the Bears in Boston. I did. Um, so that had to be exciting. It was amazing. Uh, I have some footage of that. I was going to post some on Instagram, but I don't know how there's, there's like footage that's like good pictures. And then there's footage where I'm just drunk and celebrating. And I don't know if I want the drunken, (laughs) how public I want the drunken celebrating footage to be, but I mean, I'm, I'm really excited. And I have where we can talk bears and Packers once this, Cheesehead comes on with the podcast, but that, that, that's why I held I held Perch back a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very I, I was very excited about the Bears. I went to see him in New York uh, early October, and then I ended the month of October with a trip to Foxborough, and that was yeah. That was it's, those are the, that's the reason that's why you travel to see games like that. No one expected us to win that game. Justin Fields looking amazing right now. So we're losing, but I'm still like on cloud nine. And yeah, because of the month of October, now I might be going into a seasonal depression and that's fine. I admit it. The first step is admittance. So, (laughs) so it was a struggle to put together this agenda uh, for many reasons. Like I said, Perch is a popular guy, but also like, you know, I'm just like every day is just like the sun setting, like it's getting darker like I just like every day is just like a little bit more depressing, you know. So we're just we're trying to help people get through this winter with with wrestling conversations. Wrestling conversations, uh, a sunshine with Perch here. Who doesn't love Perch? So let's Seriously. bring him on. Let's bring him on. Perch, the ref. Hey, hey, what's up, guys? Thank you so much for having me. Uh, an absolute honor to be here. 
Perch, the buffet line. Are you familiar? I think you are. Oh yeah, yeah. I've uh, I've sat through others. Uh, buffet lines uh, gets me gets me through the days at work. <laughs> Ex exactly. Are you feeling that same way too that I am feeling? Because you are the maybe the most positive individual I've ever encountered. Um, like, are you having bad days right now? Like the like I said, the sun setting a little earlier. Everyone's kind of going into into like uh, maybe a more burrowed, like sheltered mode, you know, like the weather is still holding, but it could get worse. Are you, are you kind of, kind of hitting that seasonal depression vibe or, or like, are you still just like chipper all the time? I'd say what helps me is, uh, is some hot tea and, uh, and pie season. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the tough months mean it's pie season. That's what gets us through. <laughs> Where do you go for pie? Where I, are you, are you, do you live in Wisconsin? Yeah. Okay, so like, where are some spots up there? Like, what are the pies up there? Because there's no Baker Squares up there or anything like that. So, like, where where are your spots? We got a uh, good grocery store pies. Sendix is pretty good. Okay, um, pick and save once in a while. A lot of good homemade pies. Sister in law knows how to bake, uh, and definitely nice. love anything that she makes. Uh, family friends whenever we get together uh, at one another's house there's always a pie from somewhere <laughs> that's, that's where the variety comes in I, I would never get a pumpkin pie on my own but anytime you, you get together with some family friends there's a giant pumpkin pie from lord knows where <laughs> that's amazing and that's perfect to segue into the buffet line right because there is a dessert section of the buffet line as you know so chris <laughs> do you want to introduce the buffet line if someone's never heard yep. it before heard about yeah, it so so the wrestling buffet line is uh, made up of the salad, the main course, and dessert, right? And during the salad segment, it's fresh takes, getting to know Perch a little bit, maybe some uh, random questions right now because, you know, Perch is a very popular guy, so we're trying to get to know him at a different level. And then we have the main course where uh, questions might get a little uh, trickier. I don't know if trickier is the right word. Uh, I guess it's I'm still you know, with trick or treat and Halloween that we just passed. So. There, it's a little bit more, it, when we have a wrestler on, it's a little bit more in the ring. It's a little bit more about your day to day. It's a little bit more about like the matches itself, sort of questions, the, the meat of what you do, so to speak. Exactly. And then uh, for dessert, uh, we have some, some fun questions. Uh, we'll talk about some guilty pleasures and then we'll finish it off with uh, word association. So and and I'll explain the word association once we get there, but it should be a fun game as part of that dessert section. Definitely, and I see Chris is already filling some of that out, and Chris is really good at that. So continue to do your thing, um, Perch. Glad to have you. Like I said, you've been on our list for a bit. Um, we did have a fan. We wanted to actually start off with a fan question, um, and it's a question that we kind of like to ask, and I think. Referee Nate Speckman brought this question up because he probably listens to the podcast and listens to Buffet Line episodes. But uh, the question is, ref. yes, ref to ref, a ref to ref. We had some ref on ref action here. Um, what are what do you love? What is your favorite part of pro wrestling? What do you love about pro wrestling? It's a question that we ask here too. And we're like, what are the aspects about it? Is it the showmanship, the athleticism, the storytelling, et cetera? Like, what do you love about pro wrestling, Perch? Oh, man, great question. And uh, and shout out to Ref Nate. Uh, big help uh, with getting me acclimated to, uh, to Chicago and pro wrestling. Uh, much love to him on the other side of the country. Uh, and An awesome question. Um, I would have to say that one of my favorite parts uh, that, you know, continues to motivate and inspire me every step of the way is uh is the you know essential at putting smiles on people's faces but what what really hits me is uh is the hard-working families you know dads and moms who work all week just to to earn some money to to give their kids a fun time on the weekend um and, and when the family can you know take any any worries or drama throughout the monday through friday and you know leave it at the door and just let themselves loose and uh and have a good time seeing the smiles on the kids faces and when they you know lose themselves in pure excitement uh but then looking back and, and seeing the the smiles on their parents faces and knowing that you know they're having times with their kids and, and family and sharing those moments together um 
it's like a, an event unlike anything else, a spectacle for the night and sometimes two nights, but on any given night, it's the event of the week for people. Um, I love, you know, doing anything that I can to help a show and, uh, and to ensure that every fan has a good time. Uh, one of my, <laughs> um, newly acquired favorite things to do is to greet people at the door <laughs> just cause I love to, to soak in that excitement. Uh, and that, that anticipation from seeing a, a line of people lined up, uh, you know, waiting to get in, uh, seeing their eyes as they, they see the arena for the first time and the, the lights and the, the fog and, you know, their friends as well. Um, I think the excitement that everybody shares in during a pro wrestling show is what, you know, continues to, to inspire me and uh, really part of what I love most about uh, this business. Yeah. seems like you are a people pleaser at heart um, and you, you're feeding off of that, feeding off of that energy, uh, which is really cool. Um, I think it, 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 it sounds like it, 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 it brings you joy to, when you see other people filled with joy. So it's, it's reciprocal, basically. Is that, does that sound right? Yeah, right on, Charlie. That's a, it's kind of a, a big part of what kept me into to loving wrestling. Uh, anytime you know, shows would come into town <laughs> when I was an adult before I joined the business. I would love to bring, you know, friends or family uh, who don't necessarily like or experience pro wrestling because I'd love to, you know, show them a good time and uh, and have them, you know, get lost in it just as well. So, yeah, the excitement from other people, I, I love sharing in that. It, it's so much fun. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I, a couple episodes ago, you, the listener, if you want to go back, I brought some first timers to freelance. Um, and it was, it was, and you get to hear like them try to make sense of what wrestling is in their head. It's pretty funny. Please, please mind any like any ignorance you hear in that. Like some people, like they don't understand the terminology and stuff. So they kind of sound like goofy and stuff. But um, it's still like, I think their heart, they, they definitely enjoy the show and they try to enjoy the show. And it was just cool to kind of like spread, spread the word of the gospel of wrestling, basically with them. Um, as as uh, you know, as Charlie mentioned, you know, and we've always tried like to bring other people to experience freelance AAW any any show that we go to, right? We're always trying to invite somebody to come along and experience it for the first time. Um, you spending so much time, you know, like being a ref and and, and going to all these shows. Do you do you tend to like tell your 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 circle of friends to like? come out and and or do they join you in in this experience that you're trying to build for everyone else yeah you know it's a it's a, a dynamic <clears throat> a dynamic shift one side joining the business uh, and, and gradually uh evolving as well um, working uh, very close to home for the first couple of years uh, mm -hmm. the waukesha elks lodge uh, was where I, I got my first start uh, regularly and I would let everybody know, uh, all family, friends, and uh, and my mom and dad would come to every show that's local. <laughs> Whether I was playing any sport, they'd be right there with me, uh, cheering from the from the crowd. Just happens to be pro wrestling. Uh, and yeah, would would have a lot of uh, friends come and uh, and work pals too, uh, who would come there and, and surprise. <laughs> none none more surprising than when I came dressed as Dory Funk Jr. for a Halloween Battle Royal. <laughs> there's, there's 20 people from work. <laughs> like, oh my God. Luckily, uh, we don't get embarrassed in this business because this sure would be an embarrassing thing. <laughs> That's great. Uh, but, uh, but as time has, has gone on in, in different venues um, and really uh, continuing to, uh, to venture out across the Midwest, I don't have as many uh, family and friends attending the shows anymore. So I'll tell them all stories about it. Uh, and anytime I'm, I'm working local, uh, I'll try and, uh, and let everyone know so we can have some attendance. But um, yeah, as time's going on, uh, more traveling, uh, less uh, family and friends coming to shows. Yeah, uh, that's okay. I think you're still, like I said, you're a breath of fresh air. Have you ever had like a bad day or a bad show? What is a bad day for Perch like? Is it just like an average day for a normal human? Like, like, how do you, how do you stay so positive? <laughs> um, yeah, positive mental attitude. Uh, yeah. One thing that we can affect each day is the attitude, you know, to, to some extent. 
but mm-hmm. no, try to find the, the little joys in life and, uh, and rely on, you know, strong family and friends and, uh, and, you know, good faith and, and, uh, keep living life. It's, uh, it's fun. I like finding, uh, joys and doing stuff. Like uh, I've never really taken photos before, but I like doing photography and trying it out. Okay. So I've never, never done pro wrestling before I joined it, but I leaned into it and, uh, and found that I absolutely love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, taking walks around the lake and uh, seeing Lake Michigan and just kind of stretching by the, the beach um, in Milwaukee, uh, you know, stuff that I just wouldn't normally do, but I find joy in it. So I, uh, I find time and, and make time to, uh, to enjoy <laughs> moments in life. Yeah, no, that's great. I think you hit a, a, an important note about your attitude is something you can control. Right. And I don't know if enough people un- know that or think of that, think that way. And I understand it's tough too. Sometimes, you know, everyone, everyone has bad days, but I think you're an inspiration, honestly, uh, for that positive mental attitude. Um, Something that might not be so positive for you, and I gotta, I gotta, I gotta bring this up now. Like, okay, scale of one to ten, uh, how much are the Packers in trouble? Ten being that this is, uh, we're hitting the red button, and and we're getting rid of Rodgers this year. Like, is that a, are they where 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 do you where do they fall on that scale? Oh, first play of the season. Was a was a hail mary and right through our receivers' hands. Yeah, uh, I, I we, saw that. From that moment on, we went on to lose to the Vikings, and the season was over. <laughs> oh man, is that that was just the precursor to everything this year? Huh? Yeah, that uh, that pass, first play of the game, and and right through the hands. Okay, that's exactly how our season's gonna go. But just unlike that pass, the pass was good. The catch was bad. This year has just all around been bad. <laughs> bad team doing bad things. <laughs> yeah, I got. Uh, I had to bring it up. Yeah, I had to bring it up only because you've had so much. Just let me ha- just you know, I'm I, I'm holding on the hope that the tide is turning because you kicked her ass for so many years. So I appreciate you. Being oh, that's for it. that's too funny. That's too funny. Uh, and collectively, as long as we we beat the Vikings, you know, for the Pack Bears, uh, we've had the longest rivalry for all of football. It transcends yeah. the NFL. So I've got respect for the Bears. Uh, just as long as we beat up on those Vikings, uh, that's what. You ask, and do I have a bad day? It it's been a little dampered waking up every day with the Vikings on top of the division for six, eight weeks, nine weeks. Ah, oh, it's been awful. I I yes. Yeah. So I get maybe it's just like I get so fixated on like watching the pack lose that yeah, it's like yeah, oh yeah, maybe I should realize that the the Vikings have one loss and maybe I should focus on that. But my focus is just on seeing. Uh, Justin Fields progress. So on a scale of one to ten, how good do you think Justin Fields is right now? Uh, right now, I'd give him a five. Uh, okay. He's earned that five, uh, yeah. and uh, and chance to see what else he may have uh, better than Jay Cutler. I can say, uh, and that's coming from a Jay Cutler fan myself. Okay, <laughs> wouldn't want him on my team, but I <laughs> loved him in the fair. division. Fair, yeah, fair. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I like Fields. <laughs> I like Fields, and, and watching him play is uh, is exciting. That Dolphins game the other day was was fun to watch. Yeah, absolutely. Um, cool. So we've established you're a cheesehead, of course. Um, there's some other other different things about you that we can mention as well. Like if I reference my notes about perch section. That I that I uh, took this week as I was walking the dog and powering through podcasts that you were in. Um, I wanted to first touch on, like, because uh, we're just getting to know you. We're still in the salad bar. You as a wrestling fan, I know you study a lot and you you you're into the history. I feel like you're very, always student of the game based on what I know about you. But like during the week, what are you watching? What type of wrestling are you watching during the week to not study but just unwind? You're just, you just want to sit back and chill and zone out for two hours. What is that thing you're putting on? Yeah, and that's uh that's the fun part about you know studying and watching is the different hats we wear and uh, mm-hmm. and wearing the hat as a fan is one that I really enjoy. Um, and I'll sit back. Uh, my dad and I are big uh, John Moxley fans, okay. so we'll catch AEW every week. 
and uh, and if there's you know a, a title match going on or a, or a big fight coming up, uh, that's that's some excitement to look forward to. Good anticipation through the week. Maybe a, you hear about Moxley defending the title on a, a Monday, so it gives you two days to think about it. And uh, yeah, especially with the pack doing bad, these Moxley title defenses have been like our best sporting events of the week. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. No, that's good. I. I really appreciate your what do I look forward to next type of attitude. I think I was talking about seasonal oppression earlier. I think that's what I need to adapt. Like, what is that thing on a Wednesday that I can, you know, I got to grind out these emails. Okay, but I got this thing on a Wednesday. I'll just get through it and get to that thing that, that gives me that, you know, that spark, that joy. Um, etc. So I don't know if you can tell how depressed I am in my voice. <laughs> I need help. I need help. Uh, okay. Uh, and, I, and honestly, I am an advocate for therapies. Get therapy if you're feeling the same way I, I am. But Chris, uh, there is one last section. There's one last question in the salad. We're just getting warmed up. Did you have anything else before we go get to the food question? Um, no, I think that, that this is the time, right? Like we, we said up front, like, I don't know if, if Purchase ever answered this question, but the question is, what is your favorite part of a salad, of an actual salad? Oh, it's a combo, but it's one crunch. It's the cucumbers and the okay. croutons together. Oh, oh. I'm in it for the croutons and the cucumbers. <laughs> I actually really like that answer a lot. Like you're... You're you're basically you're talking about one scoop with both of those things in there. So you're just, you just as many cucumbers. Mega. Yeah. Oh yeah, that mega crunch. Uh, no sauce or, or dressing, just the straight plain <laughs> okay. uh, cucumbers and uh, and lots of croutons. Wait, you probably mean, take down half a bag of croutons. Oh, I love that. I, I know I can pop those <laughs> like they're like they're chips. You you eat your salads no dressing? Straight dry uh, lettuce cucumber. Uh, and there's sometimes carrots in there too, but yeah, straight dry. Mm -hmm. Oh man. I don't know how, you, I don't know how you, you're, where do you, your seasoning and guests come from the, the, the croutons. I don't know how you the get croutons. Uh, <laughs> I, I like Italian bread and, uh, and that Italian seasoning on a good crouton is, is what yeah. makes it for me. Puts it there over the top. An, there is an Italian <laughs> kind too. You know, your croutons, you know, your croutons cause there is an Italian kind. <laughs> Yeah, and hands down, uh, cucumbers and, and croutons, the best part of a salad. I love it. Chris, are you disturbed by the amount of people on this podcast that have said croutons? Or, cause I know, Listen, like, I, mean, I mean, I like the crouton, but it's not my favorite part. You know, I, I can't can disagree, but also it's like, okay, I mean, bread is good, but that hard of a dry bread, maybe not so much. I mean, if we're keeping score, Chris, <laughs> crouton crouton is blowing everybody Oh, oh, for like sure. Team Crouton is like we must be at seven at this point. I think. Yeah, no, no, no. It's a, it's a solid winner for sure right now. Like it's up in the charts. No, no doubt about that. All right, the main course. Chris, did you want to get us started on the main course, or should I should I keep plowing through? Uh keep plowing through. Um, my <laughs> my tab just closed, so I'm getting it back up here. Okay, okay, we got some technical difficulties. From the tech guy. Right, um, right. <laughs> I'm, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. All right, go ahead. All right. So when I was this week, when I was walking the dog, I said, like I said, walking the dog, just listening to Perch's voice. Basically, he was in my. You were in my dreams, Perch. Your voice. <laughs> what? What? What do I ask Perch that he hasn't already been asked before? Um, you talk. You always talk about. You always talk about absorbing and being the student of the game. Like you said that on. Once again, go listen to Perch on Windy City. Go listen to Perch on Juice Pro. And like both of those podcasts, you're like, I study, I study, I study, et cetera, et cetera. But I didn't, I didn't hear any lessons that you've learned. Like you're like, I, I like you're like, I pick people's brains backstage. I talk to Sierra. She's like a mentor. I, I have a report with Schlack. I watch the bowtie era of of rest, like the bowtie era of referees. But and you're, and I want, I, yes, classy. And you've dressed up like that before with Black Label Pro. Um, but I, I don't know what you've learned. I know you've learned things, but what are the things you learned? Like, what are some of the most important lessons you've picked up along the way that you've been able to apply? Yeah, and, and that's, uh, that's another great insightful uh, thought right there. Um, always trying to communicate with one another and, uh, and take in 
as much as you can throughout a day. Uh, okay. The communication is huge. Uh, and, and learning how to better understand um, one another. We all come from different you know, parts of the country or parts of the world, but what brings us together is the language of professional wrestling. Okay. So to hear how people uh, understand you know, professional wrestling and, and see it through their eyes and ears um, is, is what I try to, to absorb just as much. Um, hearing how you know, someone from uh, like a Josh Alexander uh, from Canada, uh, the way he'll structure a match or, or put a match together. Um, and myself as a, a referee, uh, certain things to, to pay attention to uh, so I can make sure that I'm there for him when the time's needed or, or you know, before the match or after the match or during the match. Uh, better understanding where someone comes from allows me to, um, you know, put myself in the best position for us all to succeed. Yeah. Um, so you're you he's like I'm going to do this thing and you need to be here to tell me to stop it or to further the story or to just be, be on cue basically for this thing I'm trying to accomplish. That yeah, the, and, yeah, and really being uh being all open ears, open eyes, um, you know, mouth closed until it's time to open the mouth uh, for mm -hmm. communication wise. Um, but yeah, certain people have different structures. Um, and if I can you know, it's like if the ring is a is the field, if I can be a good groundskeeper and make sure that that field is in, you know, to everyone's liking, um, okay. you know, it's going to put us all in the best position. Uh, and everyone's a little bit different. Some people like, uh, you know, a little more hands-on. Some people like a little more hands-off. Um, you know, even take uh, working with Gringo Loco and introducing me to all the luchadors mm -hmm. from Mexico and, and all over the world. I never spoke uh, an ounce of Spanish before joining the pro wrestling business. Now I've got uh, you know enough working Spanish inside the ring to work with two, three, four, eight, ten different luchadors all at the same time. Um, now that's a different walk of life that I don't necessarily come from, being yeah. from you know Milwaukee, Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah. But as long as I know myself uh, in, in the role that I play as the uh, the man who's calling it right down the middle. Uh, I can be accommodating no matter what part of the world you're from. Uh, so, yeah, something uh, very practical was uh, learning Spanish from the locker room and uh, and picking mm -hmm. up some of the, the luchadors and giving them rides and you know, always uh, always hanging out afterwards. Um, yeah, they've been a, a tremendous help. So some actual practical knowledge there as well at learning different languages. That's a life skill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's an actual life yeah. skill that you can use, yeah. Very much so. Very much a life skill. Uh, I like to carry a, a notebook um, with me everywhere. Um, it's like my computer when I'm uh, when I'm on the road. So I'll I'll take notes and because uh, I take this business as I'm a student, like like said before. Um, so if I'm a student at school, I'm going to carry a notebook <laughs> and uh, and take down as many notes and, and carry stuff with me. So yeah, the practical knowledge, the stuff that you know, works just as well outside of wrestling. And those are life skills that, that can be carried wherever. Um, and yeah, really getting to know people from different walks of the world is, uh, is some of the life skills that have been developed as well. Yeah, it, it, that's true. Like even, tra yeah, even the, tr the local travel, and like you said, you're meeting people from different states. I think that opens your mind a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. You were very well-mannered, well right? If you spill a coffee in a gas station, you will clean it up with a mop, right? I think I saw that on... <laughs> On Twitter once, so like you're, you know, no matter where you are, even if it's a grimy gas station, your manners, you you give everyone the same amount of respect. Is that true? So true, so true. <laughs> we're a, we're a team together, and we all have a role to play. And uh, and if I can can play my role, that's going to help everyone else uh, in the long run too. <laughs> yeah, how much does a ref uh, help orchestrate? Because, and I don't know, I'm not trying to, this, this isn't, I'm not trying to pull back any curtains here, you know, but like, how about, you're keeping time, you're almost a, me, a little bit of a mediator between, okay, so like the booking happens, right? You versus you, here's what I want, here's what should happen, here's a story-ish, and you know, the wrestlers fill in a lot of that. But you're almost a suit. You're like a mediator a little bit. You're kind of 
pushing the cart along the road and then telling it when to stop, so to speak. So, yeah, does that is that accurate? Or you do a, t- a lot of orchestrating in the ring to make sure the match is what it's supposed to be? Or are you just kind of doing the starting and stopping? Or am I completely off base here? Yeah, no, um, you know, right on all of the above. Uh, any given match uh, can require, uh, you know, a different level of, of attention being paid yeah. to. Uh, on any given, you know, uh, card or uh, or a show, it may be three matches, four, five, six matches, sometimes more. Um, you know, I'll, I'll make sure that I treat each match individually. Um, you know, after one match, it'll be a reset and start fresh, and then another reset and start fresh. Um, I don't like to carry anything over from one to the next uh, because everyone's a little bit different. Uh, so really developing a good rapport with people over time uh, help you understand what someone may be looking for inside the ring. Um, otherwise, uh, I let them know, hey, these are the rules that we have for uh, this company. Uh, this is when we're going to go on. Uh, I'll let you know uh, when we're up next, and I'll walk you guys to the ring. Uh, and that's pretty standard and pretty universal that I'll yeah. do with, with everybody. Uh, from there, um, it just relies on all of us being professionals uh, individually and, and working together. But, uh, but yeah, it comes down to, uh, to that referee switch being turned on. So that's why I like to, uh, you know, let people know the rules and all that stuff. So it gets me in the right mindset and uh, in the right frame for the, for the character and the role that I'm playing. Yeah. Do you give yourself any sort of pep talk before you go out there or um anything like that like how do you get your like you know do you you go over anything in your head yeah absolutely um you know before any show i'll always take a few moments to uh to kind of reflect uh always always get the butterflies but turning the butterflies to adrenaline is uh is a real real thing (laughs) and uh and sometimes sometimes we'll have the wrestling with unicorns guys back there and and jonathan will give you a nice uh, you know uh, sign of the cross <laughs> and, and it just kind of you know helps helps stay in tune and uh and helps me uh, reflect on where we've been and where we're going and where we're at at the present present moment uh, so really just trying to uh to get the mindset uh, amped up and to, to be present for that given moment is uh is i'll always take time to to take that moment yeah as as you take those moments right and obviously in your head, you're, you're planning, you know, what, what needs to happen. And as Charlie was saying, you, you know, you coordinate some things, uh, ultimately everyone's professional, right. But I, there has to have been a bump that you remember the most as a ref. Like, what was that, that bump that you're like, oh, this hurt or this didn't go as planned. Yeah, there's uh there's always, always something, uh, whether it's uh, myself or someone else inside the ring, uh, getting inside that inside the ropes, it's a it's a caution area. It might as well mm-hmm. be caution tape instead of uh, instead of ring ropes. So anything can happen at any given moment. I've seen several dives uh, go you know wrong and, and not mm. not how someone would would have liked. Um, in which case, you know, the eyes light up, the mm-hmm. fight or flight kicks in, and I fly to the person to uh to be right there for uh, for communication and letting me know um remember sam adonis took a gnarly one at warrior wrestling uh oh, earlier oh, this yeah. year and uh and he, he took a, a shot and you know a little bit of blood off a dive and uh and having to be right there with him to be a, a lifeline or a or a first line of communication um you know anything can happen at any given moment uh, and making sure that the referee is you know attention you know attentive and right there is such a crucial part of the role and uh and anyone can wear stripes and uh <laughs> and count to three um but you know really being a, a referee and, and paying attention looking at everyone's eyes the entire time to know if something goes wrong uh to to be there for them as a lifeline or a or a you know line of communication uh, usually more times than they need <laughs> but mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll ask you, I'll ask you 20 times in the match, are you okay? Uh, and you may not need it for 20 times, or you may need it that one time. 
and uh, and that could be a, a make or break uh, for the match and, and the night itself. Yeah. And have you taken any bumps that are memorable to you? Have you been on the receiving? Because I remember we talked about we talked about Nate Speckman earlier. Didn't Nate Speckman get like absolutely destroyed by Sammy once? Like yep. it was like chair shot, chair shot, chair shot, chair shot. You know, and then, after like, being yeah. driven through a table, and I think yeah, his first night probably there was like AEW. some kind of like, yeah, like there was some kind of vendetta that Sammy had <laughs> against like Nate Speckman. Where like anytime he was in the ring with him, he would just get fucking destroyed. So I don't know if you're anything like that. You know, you've been through some death matches, but you've never have you ever been the victim of X? Yeah, it was uh, my first AAW show. Very reminiscent too, huh? of our pal <laughs> ref Nate. Wow. Uh, Nate was was ref in the match. This was at Turner Hall, in Milwaukee. Um, my introduction to AAW and uh, being a part of the roster. Okay. And uh, and Nate was ref in the match between Sammy Callahan and Jacob Fatu. One thing led to another. <laughs> Sammy uh, kicked Nate as hard as he could right in the uh, right in the midsection, <laughs> below, <laughs> below the belt, <laughs> and took him out of commission. Uh, you know, a minute later, I, I come barreling down the aisle and uh, and slide into the ring for a one, two. Ah, oh, it was just a two count. I uh, I signal to the timekeeper and uh, and right then Jacob Fatu gives me a super kick right to the face <laughs> and uh, and put me back into the corner and uh, and pulled his uh, running as fast as you can and turning and getting you right in the corner maneuver <laughs> took oh took me out. <laughs> oh, shit. Poor 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 you guys poor Nate poor you, I mean. What does AEW have against Russ? Just, <laughs> trying to do their job, like I think it, it teaches you a rough night at the office, so everything else from there is gravy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hope he pulled that kick a little bit when he got when he got <laughs> when he got hit, but I don't know. Um, we miss Nate, of course. I want to point out. I think that it was it was like right when he left, you came. I think kinda, and I so. I mean, we miss Nate, but like getting you, like getting you return was a blessing as well. So, just a couple of good referees here, uh, you two, and uh, it's just sad to see you guys abused by the AEW <laughs> roster. So, I'm sorry about that. Sticking to the AEW roster, anything that shocked you from that uh, JLM recently? Oh yeah, JLMT. Um, sorry. Yeah, Chris, JLMT. I was about to say. Chris, I was about to say. I was about to step in there. Do not forget the tea. Don't forget the tea. Yeah, what did you think about that, Chris, the both those nights? So much fun. So much fun. Great matchups. I think my first matchup of the weekend was Dante Leon against Masha Slamovich. And and watching the way Masha, you know, fights in a match. And I love to see how her opponents bring the fight to her every time. Uh, that was a, a good, innovative match to to kick off the tournament on my end, um, and, and really enjoyed. Uh, and and one of my favorite moments and wildest moments. Uh, and at the time, it wasn't my favorite moment, but uh, when Manders was coming out, and uh, and Fred Yehi uh, took him out with a mop ringer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just want to point out how. The- the, that is the most random thing you could use to attack someone in wrestling, but I thought it was like hysterical. It was like the just it, it, the top. It was just the top of the mop bucket, like the. Yep. I was just like, okay, sure, like that. It, it worked, but that is the most random thing ever. It was the uh, classic case of grab whatever's near, and yeah. uh, and if it's got a handle. Uh, even scarier. <laughs> that thing certainly had a handle to it. And uh, and Fred knew how to work it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sent me out of that ring. <laughs> those, yeah, you were trying to break that. Those two, uh, I think they're leading to a match at Windy City Classic. Tickets are on sale for that a- at AEW Pro on Twitter. You can find the link there or in the description or s- somewhere on our site. Um, but yeah, that that was that was fun. I think those two have a genuine hate for each other. Would you Would you agree? Yeah. Oh man, I remember a, a couple months back. Uh, I think it was uh, 
Manders in the ring. It may have been Fred in the ring. One of them at Logan Square, and the other was up on the balcony. And they were hollering back and forth across everyone. It was like a, a real moment, a real tense. <laughs> this uh, this uh, rivalry is uh, is for real, and uh, and I love it. I love the uh, the aggression uh, and you know savageness of Fred Yehi and uh, and Manders. Uh, we've seen him go to war uh, and part of SGC. Uh, the guy you know can get beaten up and battered up and still deliver it just as hard as <laughs> as he did before. Yeah. Did you, what do you think of the winner, Gnarls? Um, um, I think that, well, I wrote about this. I wrote a recap article if you missed the show. If you missed the show, it's on Fight. And if you want to see the recap article, it's on com. But I thought it was, what's this one to say? I want to say it was a more bolder choice by AEW. This is not that Gnarls doesn't deserve it, but. I, I think it was like more surprising. I think that uh, coming from someone who had a perfect bracket, that's not to brag or anything about that, but I had a perfect bracket one year. Chris knows this. Um, <laughs> you, they, there was no guessing. I think. I think they did stuff to keep you on your toes. They threw in like a, a, a wild card in one of the matches. It became a th- triple threat. They just oh. The, the getting rid of the bracket since I broke the system, um, you know, is, is an interesting twist. And like, I think then it's like, then this person who I think is a bolder choice for AW wins. I thought that it was pretty unexpected and I was surprised. Did you feel the same way or what, who did you think of like the winner? Yeah, no, that's uh you know, definitely insightful. Um, I called my dad after the first night and told him that Silas Young was eliminated and he owes me five bucks. <laughs> That's who he had to win. That That's who I had too. That's who I had too. I'm not kidding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Silas and, and is I, like an AEW loyalist basically. And like, if you were to look, okay, I'm going to be smarky for a second here. And this is not, this is not me complaining. Chris and I are never like, this is how it has to go. We never are like that. I promise you listen to all our podcasts. But we will make predictions, and hold on, sorry, Chris, I'll let you talk. I'm I'm rambling. But go go go. If you look at the past winners of AEW, they seem like like these are guys AEW hangs their hat on winners. So that's what I was going for. Like a Silas Young, AEW can hundred percent trust a Silas Young because of his time at this company, and he's a former champion to main event the Way City Classic. So that's where my mind was going. It, it's like, is that what your dad was thinking too? And then it's just like, they just, they completely flipped the script on me. Oh yeah. And, uh, and flipped the script and wrote a beautiful story. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Coming from Milwaukee, we're, we're Milwaukee fans through and oh, through. Yeah. So we'll, Silas, take the, yeah. we'll take, the, we'll take the Milwaukee guy regardless. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm the one guy in the arena when they say I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, on the inside, I'm smiling. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, but no, I I think the way a Big Beef really endears himself to that Chicago crowd, you can see it in his eyes, a little bit of that crazy eye to him, uh, and in the energy and emotion that he just pours out of himself. Uh, he's had some good wars with Silas, uh, with Mike Bennett as well, mm-hmm. uh, Fred Yehi. Uh, he's had some tremendous matches uh, that has allowed that crowd to really, um, you know, get behind him and, and want to see him win the big one. Um, in the way the story was told throughout this time, uh, Fred Yehi attacking Manders night one, um, leading into, um, you know, night two, it, it came back on him. Uh, yeah. Meanwhile, Big Big Beef had that match against Silas night one, uh, and afterwards Silas just ripped apart his ribs. Uh, so so he made sure that Big Beef was going to be feeling it the next day. Um, so as Big Beef is battling that rib injury. Um, he beats Hakeem Zane in the early round, uh, gets that bye because Alexander and Ace Austin go to the, uh, the time limit draw. And then right. Fred Yehi is licking his chops, thinking he's got, you know, big beef right in the crosshairs. He's injured. He's wounded. Um, but before Fred even gets to the ring, Manders just attacks him, uh, and leaves him, you know, barely, barely around, um, able you know long enough for big beef to capitalize with that splash and, 
advance to the finals. Um, I, I really enjoyed the, the storytelling and, and how it came to be. I did not see it coming one bit, but, um, but yeah, really endearing to the crowd. Uh, earlier in the night, you can hear the crowd give the, uh, the FU Vega chance the entire time. <laughs> Very loud. You could hear it. Uh, so for big beef to match up against Vega in that finals, it was a guy who uh, the crowd is really behind and a guy who the crowd really hates with <laughs> some heaters on the outside. Uh, and then big beef ends up triumphing. It was like a, one of those Adrian, we did it moments. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. There was definitely a, like a domino effect of things. This thing affects this thing, which affects this thing, which affects this thing. And it's just like out of the dust come these two, come the two finalists. Almost so, Chris. Where what were you going to say before I cut you off? Sorry. Oh no, because we were talking about like we're not always tied to like this. How it should go? Like we'll fantasy book a little bit and like yeah, you know, for fun or intermission for fun or whatnot. And I was going to reference uh, Marty and Sarah. Right? They say fantasy book, don't fantasy believe. Okay, um, that's in, a good in reference quote. to like you know have fun, but you know just just kind of go with the flow. Don't don't get stuck to your ideas, and that's how it should be. So. Exactly. That, that's the fun part about wrestling, right? Like if we were to know the outcomes every single time and plan it out how it should go, then there's no element of surprise. Right. Um, then you would oh. then everyone would have a perfect bracket, but only I have a perfect bracket. So <laughs> all right, enough of that, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, we're gonna wrap it up the main course here. I got two last questions for you, Perch. Uh, there's been a lot of people coming out of the Freelance Academy, a lot of that we've had on this podcast. Who is someone who's impressed you coming out of the Freelance Academy? Oh, man, that is awesome. Uh, big fan of the Freelance Academy. And uh, and right when I started working in, uh, in Chicago, I, I started setting up and tearing down the rings at Logan Square Auditorium. Uh, and I was just a, a kid from Milwaukee showing up uh, in the dead of winter and hauling that ring up and down the stairs. But I was joined with freelance academy students. So it showed me that, you know, there's schoolings outside of my own home that, you know, other people share like-mindedness and, uh, you know, meeting like-minded individuals trying to achieve the same goal or similar goal uh, just really opened my eyes. And, uh, and I've always, always been a, a big fan of the students of freelance and, uh, and seeing guys like Davey Bang and August Matthews uh, before they were even working matches, we're, we're helping set up and tear down the ring. And, you know, seeing the evolution a couple years later to now these guys are main eventing <laughs> at Logan Square to a, to a yeah. packed house that people are still talking about the match. Um, you know, just so cool to, to see the way everyone goes. Uh, Dorian as well and, uh, and Coda. Um, just the, seeing the students evolve and work their way onto the shows. Uh, and then a new crop of students coming up right after. Um, I always think it's funny, the the ancillary roles that I love as a referee are the people who grab the shirts or grab the, the you know ring gear or ring the bell. Uh, and those are definitely student jobs. And the people evolve, they're good at them. And then before you know it, they're gone and they're working shows. <laughs> and it's like, ah, oh, you were the best at this, but uh, but you've definitely earned it. Um, and, and Cam, uh, Reagan is, uh, is one of the, the latest to have done it. Uh, she was like one of my favorite go-to, um, people for, for help with anything. Uh, and, and now she's working shows and, and working matches, oh, which damn. is so cool to see. On the come um, up. Yeah. And, uh, and as well, Alfonso coming around too, uh, just a regular, uh, a freelance student seeing him and, uh. And now he's working shows and commanding an audience. It's uh, it's mm -hmm. so fun to see, uh, kind of seeing the evolution of everybody. And uh, and those are some of the guys that that come to mind, guys and girls, uh, right away. But uh, I'll never forget working the trenches from day one, at the freelance academy, being um, open arms to a student like myself. <laughs> so uh, we've all kind of gradually worked our way onto shows in time. Yeah, that was a very diplomatic question for you. I think you kind of included everyone in that. Um, who is the nicest person backstage? You have to give me an answer. You can't say everyone. Ooh, the nicest person backstage? Yeah. Ooh. I would say it, hard to 
you know, denied Jason, uh, the, works the pre-show at Freelance Wrestling. Okay. Um, just uh, so accommodating. Uh, he'll always have stuff set up for you, waters and drinks and uh, anything that you need to make the, the day go on. Um, the master of accommodations. <laughs> and then uh, and then he'll go out there and rock that pre-show and, uh, and get the crowd going nuts. Uh, I'd say he's just about as, as nice as they come inside uh, inside the locker room. Shout out, Jason. Awesome. Well, I think that wraps up the the main course, right? But if it we're does. thinking about a, a buffet and, and you're in that buffet line, a food perch, what goes into that main plate for you? Ooh, uh, I would take uh, steak and rice or chicken and rice and lots of rice and a mm. full bread and a full loaf of bread. <laughs> full loaf of bread. Full loaf of bread. Carbo loading. Yep. Huh? Yep. Carbo loading. Or maybe even a lasagna. Lots of noodles. Big oh. fan. Uh, Italian food. Uh, I'm Italian, so I, so I love good you are? Uh, noodles and, and, uh, and pasta and bread. Yeah. Yep. My mom was full Italian. So it's, uh, oh, wow. it's in my blood. The, uh, the carbs and the <laughs> take down an Italian <laughs> loaf and uh, take down a whole lasagna too if, uh, if no one else is there. <laughs> Damn, little little lasagna, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so good. No better noodle like than a lasagna noodle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great! That's a great answer. Um, getting into the desserts here. Thanks for sticking with us, you the listener. Appreciate you. Um, but we're gonna get into the dessert really quick. We have a fan question. I wanted to start off with um, this fan. Oh God, what is his damn handle? Um, he said, finish this phrase. Sorry, I don't have his handle. I didn't write it down. But he says, finish this phrase. Bucks in six. Bucks in six. That's a reference to, congratulations, by the way. I think that was what, 20, was that 2019? Yeah, I believe 2019. 2020. Or 2020. 2020. 2020. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, awesome experience seeing the, the Bucks win the championship. Um, I, I grew up a big Bucks fan. Uh, in the Ray Allen, Glenn Robinson, Sam Cassell days, uh, back with the purple jerseys. Damn, those jerseys were cool. We don't have to talk about the Bucks for a long time because we're, <laughs> we're Chicago based, but those jerseys were really cool. Oh those, yeah, love those, those like ninety, those retro nineties ones. Loved them, and, and Ray Allen was our guy. Jesus Shuttlesworth, um, and and seeing him play was amazing. Uh, and would love to see other teams coming to town like Vince Carter and Allen Iverson. In uh, that era of basketball, was so much fun. Uh, but so then I, fe I fell out of it for a few years, and uh, and then uh, with Giannis coming to the team about a decade ago now, uh, he brought my love and passion back to the sport. So uh, single-handedly uh, pulled me back into loving uh, the NBA and and the Bucks. So cool to see him win a championship playing team basketball. Yeah, that's the one thing, once again, Bulls fan, I know we're in the same division, but that's the one thing I do like about that Bucks team is that they really just had one megastar. Like they had like, I feel like another, I think Middleton's an all-star, but it was just, you know, they didn't have to do the team up strategy, which is what a lot of teams do, where you take three megastars into one kind of, I mean, you could argue Golden State kind of built their own and stuff like that, but like Gianna, it just seems like a very old school vibe where it's just like one megastar, maybe one other all star, and then the rest just support the the cast, you know. So I think that was pretty respectable for that team. To yeah, that way. yeah, good good team basketball, and the megastar being Giannis uh, knows how to facilitate. Uh, and take over <laughs> brings it back to watching Jordan growing up. I was a Bulls fan just as well. They were so much fun to watch. Uh, so seeing a guy like Giannis, uh, if he doesn't have much points or, or stats in the first half, uh, you know, he's going to bring it in that second half just because uh, he, he gets his. <laughs> oh, he definitely does. Um, and then a couple of things before we get into word association, there's a couple of things I wanted to ask about that you haven't been asked about. Um, you refereed in Liverpool, England, and Tokyo, Japan recently, right? Can you uh, summarize 
how those experiences were for you. Oh, yeah. And uh, thanks for asking. Um, yeah, incredible. Uh, being a part of the uh, Game Changer Wrestling World Tour this year. Okay. I uh, got to go, go out of country for my first ever time. Our uh, first trip was to Liverpool, England, uh, and getting to experience uh, life over there was, was incredible. Uh, great vibe, super friendly people. Uh, TNT Wrestling, we linked up with out there and dined some good um, good people all around and, and progress wrestling as well. Um, people out there are so friendly. Uh, very, very, I fit in uh, just fine out there. <laughs> people were, uh, were nice, polite, uh, cool lay of the land. The crowd out there was uh, was wild. Uh, they love to, uh, to chant and sing and and be loud, boisterous the entire time. Yeah, uh, you can find a crowd any any given you know town in the states here, and someone may say, "I'm not going to be the first one to start cheering. <laughs> I'm going to wait till someone else starts, then I'll start." Uh, out in in Liverpool, uh, everyone was cheering from the the second the the ring announcer came out to say, right? "Welcome to the show." Singing songs, right? Constantly like weaving in names. Oh and yeah. And like yeah. Yep. Yep. And it's never, you know, pre-planned. It's just, you know, observing and reacting. The crowd is reacting off of whatever's happening. So, yeah, that was so much fun uh, getting to experience uh, Liverpool, England, and uh, and cool uh, sites and buildings. And uh, took a, a ton of amazing photos. Uh, and then uh, over to Tokyo, Japan. Uh, that was unbelievable. Uh, you know, seeing the the similarities and subtle differences in the way uh, a company puts together a show and the, the sporting event of it all. Uh, we talk about the NBA. Right. Uh, over in Japan, uh, pro wrestling is like the NBA or you mm -hmm. know, the MLB. Yeah, it's covered like a sport. Yeah, and, uh, and the appreciation and the, uh, the mentality of, you know, we'll support whether you win or lose, uh, we're going to support you because you're in there as a, as a warrior. Um, so it's uh, it was really cool to to feel that uh, energy and emotion from the crowd uh, in Japan as well. Uh, super friendly people, uh, great food out there. Uh, talk about steak and rice, oh, really? uh, tons tons of it. The the taste okay. in their food, like they put so much preparation and different tastes into their uh, into their food. It's uh, it shows with every bite. Like uh, interesting, good soups and everything too. Uh, I was I was surprised. Didn't know how food was going to be in Japan, and I was pleasantly surprised. <laughs> nice. Yeah, you hear. I don't know if it's more. What are the, what are the, you hear like like you see? I don't know if it's more Japan or China, but you see like the markets right where there's like scorpion on a stick, and you're like, fuck that. So like, it's good to know that it's a, that's just a small glimpse. I've never been to those countries, but uh, or just never been to Japan, but like. Yeah, so I'm glad it's 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 probably some good stuff. I mean, I eat Japanese food here, so it's probably not all scorpion on a stick. It sounds like <laughs> I'm sure you can find it when when you're looking. It, it's probably there, but uh, but there's still plenty of other stuff for you too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and then can you talk about your philanthropy events with St. Jude's and the MACC fund? Oh yeah, the Mac Fund, Midwest philanthropy efforts, childhood cancer, events, but efforts. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Thank you. Uh, yeah, the the Mac Fund, uh, Midwest Athletes Against Childhood Cancer. Uh, it's a big, uh, big organization here in Wisconsin and, and throughout the Midwest as well. Um, camera guy gimmick, good old Nick. Uh, see him taking photos at all the shows. Uh, he makes it all the time. Uh, strike up a conversation with him if, if you're a fan listening. Uh, he's a good dude. Um, he put together a, uh, an effort to make a, a perch shirt, <laughs> and uh, and I was, uh, you know, I I don't like having merch of my own. And I said, okay, but as long as we give uh, all the donations, uh, anything we make from it to the Mac Fund, and uh, there you go. We we did and, and raised you know nearly two hundred bucks, and uh, and uh, yeah, it felt felt cool. Uh, before joining wrestling, that was something that I wanted to uh, to do just in life. You know, those things that transcend the sport itself, uh, helping donations and, and charities, uh, but just having somewhat of a platform to do it. Uh, not that there's a, a big platform, but any little bit, uh, I wanted to take the first opportunity. Um, 
And then about a year later, uh, <laughs> I had a memorable night in the freelance rumble. And uh, <laughs> there's still a chalk outline on the floor. And uh, and Robert Anthony, good old ego, uh, capitalized on the moment and made a shirt and, uh, and said, we're going to donate uh, all the proceeds to St. Jude's uh, Children's yes. Research Hospital. So, uh, so that one came around as well, and I was yeah, all for it. Said so as long as we uh, we give all the donations. So, yeah, a couple of uh, avenues, and always looking for more, and keeping the eyes open for more uh, more chances to take advantage of uh, of um, you know charity and in uh, other organizations. Yeah, I love it. You're just a, a joy to be around. I appreciate you coming on. Uh, we're gonna wrap it up with Word Association. Chris, take it away. Yep. So it is time for Word Association. And as the game goes, is that I'll give you a word, a name, and you have to, you know, respond with a one word answer. All right. It sounds simple. Something some people think is hard, but I think you got this, Perch. So here we go. We're going to start off with the first word is wrestling. Love. Ref Tommy Young. Idol. Pumpkin pie. Fall. Nate Speckman. Hmm. Friend. Good one. Packers. Blood. AAW. <laughs> Education. Chicago. City. Freelance wrestling. Academy. For the ref brand. Pound sign. <laughs> Milwaukee Bucks. Fun. And a bonus one. Bonus one. Zella Pro. <laughs> Green. Yeah. <laughs> you knew the bet. You knew the bet. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. And uh, I would also say uh, venues uh, for them as well. Always, always different venues. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. I, I think you, you did, did well. Yeah. You did well. Flying. You know? I mean, that's an A grade, I think. I mean, can can Perch be any more perfect? Come on. <laughs> yeah, Perch. Jeez. Jesus. Making us all look bad. <laughs> <laughs> and I uh, have to send uh, some of my love and shout out to Ref Sam as well. Uh, Sam and Nate uh, were the, the first two to, uh, to kind of bring me into uh, the lay of the land in Chicago. Uh, I mentioned city because uh, Milwaukee is my hometown, but, uh, but Chicago is like my, my big city. So not knowing much uh, of the lay of the land out there, uh, Sam and Nate really uh, did a lot to help me uh, get acclimated uh, to the, the lifestyles and uh, in the way of professional wrestling in Chicago. So very grateful for, uh, for the both of them. Yeah, shout out to them. Shout out to, to Sam's voice that you heard at the beginning, which is the uh, 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 two heels in the face. Um, we just use it. <laughs> he yeah. knows. He knows. Uh, but yeah, I love it. Are, I love it. Those are two good guys. Yeah, the refs. You know, refs need more love. Support your local referees. Don't hit them over the head with chairs. Um, and just be nice. I mean, how can someone not be nice to perch? You're like I said. You're just a bundle of joy. And you're brightening my Tuesday. Maybe I'm gonna make. I think I'm gonna make it through the week because email perch. So thank you. Same. Um. Well, Perch, before we let you go, let us know uh, your your social handles and where people can I still you, they can still get the T-shirts that that all funds go to St. Jude's and 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 uh, the other initiative. Yeah, thank you, Chris. Um, uh, Pro Wrestling Tees uh, at uh, Robert Ego Anthony. Uh, you can find the, the Perch shirt on there, um, and that'll all go to St. Jude's uh, Children's Research Hospital. And uh, for social media, you can find me at PerchXLV, uh, and that's on Instagram and Twitter. 
I love taking photos and uh, and posting photos. So I find that Instagram is cooler. I never did social media before wrestling, so it's all business for me. Uh, so I I like it, and uh, and pound sign for the ref brand and pound sign celebrate pro wrestling. There you, there you go. go. Thank you so much, Perch. I appreciate we appreciate your time. It's been fun, and thank you for you know joining us, even though we made you wait a little bit because you were too hot for us to come on board. Uh, but again, you know, the more people listen to Perch, the you know they'll they'll know your story, and again, you know it's it's always a a pleasure not 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 spend not just spending time with you here, but also seeing you in the ring, and uh, you know, counting to three, right down the middle, you know, just being no, a fair no, no and tricks. good dude. Yeah, no no trickery. <laughs> no trickery. You can always trust the man from Milwaukee to call it right down the middle. Just a nice simple arbitrator. <laughs> <laughs> No, but uh, thank you guys so much for uh, for the invite on and, and all you do. Like I said before, uh, you guys helped me uh, through the week. I love listening to the show and uh, and any of the local podcasts, especially your guys. Um, love hearing your perspective uh, and insights uh, into to how you guys uh, view wrestling uh, and and pick the brains of, of other people that I'm you know working in the trenches with. So an absolute honor to be on the show here with you guys for real. Um, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome back, and you're welcome on any time. So, uh, well, I'm sure we'll see you to show up coming. We'll be able to shake hands, talk a little bit. And uh, Chris, where can they find everyone? Find the rest of our stuff. It, it's been a while. I don't even know how to close out this episode anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, you can uh, find us at Two Heels in a Phase. That's number two heels in a phase dot com. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, everything is under Two Heels in a Phase. Number Two Heels in a Phase. Um, and just remember to, you know, forever and always, hashtag Viva La Chico. Yes, definitely with that. All right. Appreciate Bye. it. Thank you.